0: Disclaimer: Please check your playback settings. Ensure you are listening to this podcast at normal speed. Unless you want us to sound drunk, then play at half speed. Thank you. The fire pit is filmed before a live studio audience.
1: Guys, I am glad we are still having these get-togethers. Yeah, it really speaks volumes that we can still be friends and respect each other in all of this. I completely agree with that. So guys how goes the campaigning
0: really good we made s'mores and went fishing
1: <laughs> campaigning, campaigning not, not camping, camping josh, josh. <laughs> oh jeez. it has been going great though i'm getting a lot of support campaigning has been really good for me too definitely finding a lot of support really been a blessing
2: better a blessing than a curse. (laughs) Well, that's great to hear, guys. You know, I've been doing a lot of canvassing and general chatting with constituents.
0: Awesome. I'm really glad this is working out for you, especially since you tripped at the starting pistol. (laughs) Oh, it didn't hurt me too much. I'm
2: finding a lot of ways to get my campaigning message out through social media. Plus, you know what? Donations are up too, which is nice.
1: And I was able to buy some campaign ads. Oh yeah, I'm really happy with that too. I haven't even had to pay too much out of pocket. Huh? Who thought it takes money to run for office?
0: I do want to be open and honest with you both. I did buy some ad space on our podcast.
2: Yeah, and with a new ad platform, they'll be added after we publish. (laughs) You know what's funny? I did the same thing.
1: (laughs) Since we're being open and you two knuckleheads beat me to the punch, I bought some too.
2: you guys bring it in
0: hugs all around oh. golly it's been fun but we gotta get going i'm really looking forward to hearing your guys's
1: ads yeah me too we might even let tom go first this time
2: <laughs> gee guys thanks a bunch oh. <laughs> oh, dan you're the best oh.
0: Dan is the worst. Dan claims to be a family man. He says that his family fully supports him. Does that sound like someone you want in charge? Someone who has better things to do? Not Tom, though. Tom doesn't have to worry about being distracted by things like spouses or loved ones. Tom is a single man who lives by himself, which means he has nothing but free time. If Dan's kids get kidnapped by wild dingoes, or were invaded by aliens from Uranus, where do you think he'll be? Not where Tom is, which is right where we need him most. A vote for Dan is a vote against you and your priorities. If you want someone with laser focus and pure determination, vote Tom. It's not just a vote for him, it's a vote for you. He's electing and representing everyone, on the campaign trail.
2: I'm Tom, and I approve this message. Yeah, let's watch a movie, guys.
1: Not only are we taking Jaden Martell to Midnight Special America, but we're going to take Kirsten Dunst to wag the dog, and then Willie Nelson to swing vote, Dennis Hopper to Cool Hand Luke, George Kennedy to Friday to the Phoenix, then all the way to Jimmy Stewart to Mr. Smith goes to Washington. YAAA!
2: Grab your tiny flags and hop on the bandwagon, because we're hitting the campaign trail! Join Dan, Tom, and Josh on their whistle-stop campaign trail shaking hands and kissing babies, all the way to Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Ask not what the fire pit can do for you, ask what you can do with the fire
1: pit.
0: There's
1: a crisis in the White House. Sexual misconduct occurred inside the Oval Office. With the election only days away, how much will this scandal affect the outcome? Now, Washington's top spin doctor. We can
0: distract the press for 11 days till the election. I think we got a chance. Has an idea.
1: We can't afford a war.
0: We're gonna have the appearance of a war. But he can't pull it off without Hollywood's top producer. You want me to produce your war? Not a war, it's a pageant. New Line
2: Cinema presents... How close
0: are you to this?
2: What do you want the kid to say? ...all the
0: spectacle. I know we're all concerned for the president. I know uh, that we are all concerned
1: for the president. He didn't didn't sell the line. ...and all the effects of real war. Okay, put the the village behind her. Give me some sound of screaming. without the casualties.
0: America has seldom witnessed a more poignant picture. You're the man. Albania, Albania. That rhymes. When it's cooking, it's cooking. From Academy Award-winning director Barry Levinson.
1: When this goes national, I get to put it on my resume? Actually, no. What, what could they do to me?
0: They come home to your house and
1: kill you. Academy Award winner Dustin Hoffman. This is politics at its finest. Academy Award winner Robert De Niro. How would you like an ambassadorship? That's my pay all
2: Hell, I just do it for a story to tell. Oh no, you couldn't tell anybody. Listen, I'm just kidding. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, I couldn't tell no,
0: no, no, it's just a, it's a, it's, it's a
2: pageant. It's a pageant. That's what it is. Wag
1: the dog. When the fit hits the shan, somebody's gonna have to stay after school. My
2: fellow bots and listeners, good evening and welcome to another episode of The Fire Pit. I'm Tom, parliamentary name Thompson, and we're back on the Whistle Stop Campaign Trail to Washington. After our first stop came to a surprisingly satisfying conclusion, we got back on the train and kept rolling to yet another battleground stop. And as per the rules, we've taken an actor or actress from our last film and snuck him on board the train with us all the way to this one. And now, here to tell us the exact contents of this bill, even though I said we had to pass it to find out what's in it, I give the podium to Sir Nigel.
1: Thank you, Thompson. I'm Nigel, American name Dan. And last week, we watched Kirsten Dunst in Midnight Special help Jaden Martell get to the future, or an alternate world, or Epcot Center. It was in Florida. Either way, she helped him see the deadlights so that they can take him back to Derry to fight it. And tonight, we will see Kirsten Dunst in another movie that sounds like a porn title, 1997's Wag the Dog. She's in a lot of movies that sound like porn titles. Wag the Dog, Midnight Special, Bring It On, Spider-Man. (laughs) <laughs> but this movie's not a porn. It does feature a presidential sex scandal, though, and a not-so-subtle parody about a certain president who happened to be in office at the time. To give us a rundown on the film, the floor recognizes Josh.
0: Thank you, Dan. I am grateful for the microphone and this podium. Hello, I'm Josh, parliamentary named Reginald. And as mentioned by Dan, tonight we are watching The Not Porn Wag the Dog. 1997 film starring the aforementioned Kirsten Dunst and some other unknowns named, uh, how I don't know how to pronounce it, Dustin Hoffman and Robert De Niro, whoever those guys are. I think it's De Niro. De Niro. No, 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 yeah. it's De Niro. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's Spanish for the money, right? De Niro? Yeah. yeah. It, yeah.
2: I still think it's De Niro, but you know what? Is he related to Rob? They do have so, the same
0: name. Yeah, they do. I mean, that's. For-
2: Why did you say that name? Why did you say Rob? I'm done. I'm okay. Yeah. I, I'll be quiet now.
0: Yeah, you quoted Batman v Superman, so you are officially done for the night. So Wag the Dog was released on December 25th, 1997. It had a runtime of 97 minutes, and it had a budget of 15 million dollars with a box office return of 64.3 million. Rotten Tomatoes score of 85% and an IMDb score of seven out of ten. So, Wag the Dog premiered 19th on its opening weekend, bringing a very impressive $92,000. It did open in three theaters. Oscar release, anyone? Wow, that's a lot of confidence.
2: We're going to give this one three whole theaters to open in.
0: Well, it's one of those things. They needed to release it in theaters in 97 to be eligible for the 98 Oscars. So, as long as it was released, it qualified. Uh... Because I'll get more on that in a second. But it did premiere alongside movies like Mr. Magoo, which premiered in 10th. That was the one starring Leslie Nielsen. The Postman, which premiered in 9th, starring Jonathan Kent, I mean Kevin Costner. Jackie Brown in 5th, As Good As It Gets in 3rd that weekend. However, the top two films that were battling out for number one that weekend was Tomorrow Never Dies in 2nd. And the movie, let's be honest, nobody really remembers. It was about a boat or something. Titanic. It made it $35 million that weekend. Do you guys even remember that film?
2: No, 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 no. That, yeah.
0: one, that yeah. one sank under my radar. Not ringing any bells. Nothing whatsoever. But Wag the Dog did remain in the box office for nine more weeks. It topped out at fourth in its third week of release, where it brought in $7.8 million that weekend in sixteen hundred and sixty five theaters it basically went wide release in its second and third week and it closed out its box office run at 12th place it was nominated for two oscars but won neither best actor in that guy dustin hoffman or something and best writing
2: so for those listening if you don't mind a little history lesson um taking you back to the year 1997-98 this film was actually based on a book called The American Hero, which was about George H.W. Bush, the president before Clinton. It was a cynical what-if scenario that supposed that in order to help get George H.W. Bush reelected, they came up with a fake war, Operation Desert Storm. This was inspired by the Falkland Wars that Margaret Thatcher concocted in Great Britain, which was a war against Argentina and actually did work. (laughs) She got reelected and the conservatives won quite handily. We fast forward from 1994 when the book was released to 97 which they switched some of the plot points from a war to get someone reelected to a war to distract the American public from a presidential sex scandal. 1998 happened, not long after. One month after- It was like after, a month later. It was January 98. Mm-hmm. January 98, after, not even a month after this film was released. Days. <laughs> it was a bit of a- Little thing about a sex scandal and an intern with Bill Clinton. And wouldn't you know it? There was some scuffle and some bad things happening in the Middle East. And there were some terrorists that we absolutely had to bomb to get. Some unknown guy named Osama bin Laden. And he became priority one. And let's just say the American people were kind of wise to what was going on. Yeah, also whoops. <laughs> whoops. So there you go, America. A little history on this.
0: So I guess like I I've seen this movie, but it's been so long I don't remember it. Tom, mm-hmm. what are you expecting to get out of this movie? What are your expectations? Well I,
2: I've, um I've also seen this film. Nigel, have you seen the film as well? Just uh, not, real quick.
1: Oh not, so not not since it was like around the time it came out. So well I think it came out in ninety yeah, ninety eight, so ninety seven. I saw it around the 2000 election, so I saw it a couple years after it came out, but I have not seen it since the year 2000.
2: Ah, see, I saw it not but a month uh, after it had been released. Yeah, really good film. Um, So I know what I'm getting into. I still have very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's still very fresh in my mind, especially with the way politics have been in the world around us. I I don't expect I'm not going to like this film again. I expect I'll be depressed with the film again. Not, not in a bad, like, oh, this film's so bad. Just like, oh, my God, this film is so true. No, I'm expecting I'm going to like this. I mean, you had... The writer, David Mehmet, he's written The Untouchables, Glengarry Glen Ross, Ronan. So everything he's written has been pretty much crime and crime dramas. Uh, Barry Levinson had been, he was a brilliant director. He did The Natural, Sleepers, Young Sherlock Holmes. Uh, De Niro, Dustin Hoffman, Kirsten Dunst. It's solid. So even if for people who are listening here and like, I wonder what this film would be like going in blind. You can expect good things. I, I could go on with like the pedigree that went into this film, but I've taken up enough microphone time as it is with my little history lesson. History of movies with Tom. Uh, I'm excited for you guys to see it again, especially Dan, since he hasn't seen it in a long time.
0: Josh, what about you? Um, I remember when this movie came out, I was like, I want to watch this movie. This looks like one of those smart movies. It was 97. I was in seventh grade that year. So this is my adult movie that I'm going to like. I, I remember I didn't get to see it in theater. So I saw it when it came out on VHS. I want to say I watched half of it and then I stopped watching because I got bored because, you know, I had an attention span of a gnat. But uh, I do remember key parts about it, but I don't remember the ending. So I'm wondering if I ever actually did finish it. So effectively, I don't think I've seen this movie, which I'm coming to realize it seems to be a running trend the past few movies I've said I've seen, but then I come <laughs> to my expectations and I say I haven't seen. So ooh, I'm a liar. <laughs> I did watch that movie. No, I'm really looking forward to it because I got to craft the quiz this week. So I got to read a lot of reviews and it's like, it's so relevant. And I'm just like, I'm really looking forward to seeing how relevant it is. I mean, granted, a lot of these reviews were written in, like, 2005 era, but it, this feels like one of those films that is timeless because politics is always scummy. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to seeing that, especially with election season and all that going on. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and hand the mic over to you, uh, Nigel. What are your ex- What are you expecting?
1: Like I said, I haven't seen this since the 2000 election, at least around that time. And I, I, I've not actually seen the video version of this the dvd version of this the version i saw was on tv it was on like tbs or tnt and it was on because it was election year it was election season and they were playing a lot of political movies i remember this one played i think a couple days later like primary colors or something played and a couple of other election themed movies but i haven't seen it since then so yeah it's been a good 20 years since i've seen this movie the plot is kind of timeless i mean you know yeah we had sex scandal with bill clinton in office but we didn't really have any with george bush and we didn't have any with barack obama i think we've had a couple with the current president and uh depending on the outcome of things in a few weeks we will have continued sex scandals no matter who is president so yeah it's timeless for all the wrong reasons it's timeless uh, <laughs> What's like even- i said
0: it's timeless because politics is scummy
1: <laughs> politics are scummy political sex scandals are nothing new and are not going away anytime soon mm-hmm. and uh spin doctors that have come in to help politicians trip fall into a pile of shit and come out smelling like roses mm-hmm. it is the world's second oldest profession <laughs> um mm-hmm. i haven't seen it in a while and i can't remember if i liked it or not i was a much different person 20 years ago than i am now as mm-hmm. far as like my political alignment and my personal beliefs on politics and things so I'm just kind of looking forward to revisiting it and maybe seeing if I remember it a little bit better this time mm-hmm. and just kind of enjoy the movie for what it is. I'm looking forward to watching it only because I haven't seen it in a while. And uh, the cast is amazing. Like it's a good cast. Like, I mean, oh, definitely. This is, you know, yeah, you got Dustin Hoffman, you got Robert De Niro, Kirsten Dunst. Um, and, and of course it's got Woody Harrelson in it. And I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything I don't like, at least I've never seen him have a performance I don't like. I've seen movies that he's in that I don't like, but he himself has never disappointed me as an actor. So, and yeah, Dennis Leary, Kirsten Dunst and Anne surround to round out the primary cast of this movie. Too. Forget about Willie Nelson either. Oh yeah, good old Willie Nelson, yeah. Uh, you, you got a lot of actors in this movie that if, not even knowing what the movie's about, if I saw like, this is the actor list for this movie, I'd be like, Damn, that's got to be a pretty good movie. Awesome.
0: <laughs> well, before we get to the quiz, and I, I don't want to interrupt the flow, but we do need to have a scheduled break. I'm I'm really loving these ads, and I'm I'm looking forward to these ads. Loving the fact that we're selling ad space. It makes me really happy.
2: Josh is angry. Josh is very frustrated.
0: He told the
2: world when he announced his plans to run for office,
0: I am angry, angry, angry,
2: angry. Why vote for someone whose first reaction is anger? Someone who wears their emotion on their sleeve? No, the right answer to that is no, 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 no. We need someone who can keep his emotions in check. Dan won't get angry or frustrated. He's just not that kind of person. You know what kind of person he is? He's friendly, altruistic, kind, and empathetic. Just like you. He is one of you. And a vote for Dan is a vote for you. So vote for Dan. You've earned it.
1: I'm Dan, and I approve this message.
0: And now welcome back. So, (laughs) um... I get to do the quiz this week, because I won last week. I stomped Tom to the ground. I'm, you know, Josh, no one
2: likes, no one's like a sore winner, you know. know.
0: Oh, I'm gonna, I I had such a terrible losing streak, and just remember this, Tom. (laughs) I had, like, probably, I have the worst losing streak in the history of this podcast, and I beat you. you,
1: (laughs) Can't argue with logic. And no, that, that's just science right there. That's just yep, science. Yep. All, All right. right. So now that I
0: finally can do this, I am going to make it as annoying as possible. I only picked long reviews with multi paragraph bitches. Oh, God damn it. So this week I'm going to be selecting one of you guys at random to go first. And then that person will pick either the second line of the second paragraph or the third line of the third paragraph. Yes, each review has both, and some are
1: more telling than others. <laughs> I'm this, so confused already. This is just a reminder to our <laughs> listeners that we have a Discord, and please join it and make us stop this. Okay? <laughs> Tell us we're only doing
0: this do. because we hate ourselves, and Josh is doing this because he hates us. I do because I lost for like a month straight, and right before I was supposed to write the, a, a simple game. Dan changed the rules, so this is my fuck you, Dan. I'm sorry, this is my bleep you, Dan. Alright, Tom. Yes? Call it Heads or Tails. Go. Heads. It's Tails. Dan goes first. Yeah. I to recount. So, Dan, you can pick the second sentence of the second paragraph or the third sentence of the third paragraph.
1: I will pick the third sentence of the third paragraph because this right. is stupid.
0: Well, <laughs> I don't care. Join our Discord. So, this review is by Vostif, and his third sentence of his third paragraph, All in all, a general failure where nothing is to be saved. I'm gonna guess, uh, four. This is still a one through ten
2: star rating? I think this is a liar. I think this is one of those deceptive ones. I'm gonna
0: say an eight. Nigel, you said four? Yes. Got it. It was a one out of ten review. Boo. So, for the next one, do you want the second per- sentence or the third sentence? I will take the third sentence again. it up. This one's by Langier, I think, but uh, his third sentence of his third paragraph was, I hate talking about happy endings, but a more or less happy ending could help this movie stay a satirical comedy uh what is wrong with this reviewer he does not know how satires
1: work. This is a three uh, Read it one more time, Josh because I couldn't follow that.
0: yeah, I don't I couldn't follow it either as I was copying it. I hate talking about happy endings, but a more or less happy ending could help make this movie stay a satirical comedy
1: uh, I'm gonna say a
0: five out of ten. Tom, what was yours three. Uh, Dan got it. It was a seven. God damn so it. So that gets Dan two points. All right. Still early. I can still,
1: I can still get the electoral win.
0: Yep. Yep. All right. Um, Dan, you want the second sentence, second paragraph, or third sentence, third paragraph?
1: I'm gonna keep the third sentence because I'm just. Uh, it's kind of lucky for me right now.
0: There you go. All right. This one is by unsalted peanuts with a Z. Wag the dog loses steam after it invests the entirety of itself in one joke that the public will throw itself behind a war if only the media baits it in that direction.
1: <laughs> uh middle of the road 5 out of 10 again. Thompson. I am just so
2: on the money with all of my guesses. I'm going to I'm going to say a 6
0: Ooh, and Dan gets it on the head. So that is uh, it was a five out of ten.
2: You know, I feel like that one geek from Ghostbusters, where Peter Venkman's <laughs> giving him the psychic evaluation to keep shocking him, and giving the cute blonde all the right answers, even though he was getting it all right.
1: Dan Put a is nail much in my
0: prettier than you.
1: He is. Damn it, mm. Josh. I was just yeah. about to say eight o'clock. I was about to say that eight o'clock.
2: Son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to, to hit my... Coming to
1: me.
0: my, my <laughs> the only way that Tom can win now is if he gets the next two on the money. So, I even added a sixth question as a bonus question, in case you guys tied it up. Just saying So, Dan, do you want second sentence, second paragraph, or third sentence, third paragraph?
1: Let's just keep it coming, the third All sentence right. of the third paragraph.
0: Here we go. This one is by SKG-2. The way his eyes probe whoever he's talking to And the way he anticipates almost every verbal comeback the other person has demonstrates that.
2: Is this a review or a fan fiction?
1: (laughs) It's a love letter to Dustin Hoffman. Like I said, some are better than others.
2: I think I get the first uh, guess on this one. I'm going to say nine.
1: Uh, I'm going to say seven.
0: Ooh, Tom's looking for a comeback. It is a nine out of ten. He's still in it. Uh,
2: I'm sorry, Dustin Hoffman does have those dreamy eyes. I give him a nine. All right.
0: So if, Tom, you get this one right, we do go into overtime. So, Tom, which one do you want? Second sentence, second paragraph, or third sentence, third paragraph?
2: I'm going to be that jerk on Jeopardy. I'm going to go second sentence.
0: This next review was written by Triple (laughs) Nine. I don't know why that's so funny to me. Go on. The second sentence of his second paragraph stated... There was just something missing from this. It should have been more impact in the way it enfolded, given the subject matter.
1: Uh, I'm going to say four out of ten.
0: Three. Ooh, and Nigel, with the win, on the head, it was a four out of ten.
2: Damn it. I should have went with three. I should have went with the third line. Dan. you know, the chips have gone cold for him. Damn it. Damn it.
0: Damn it. Six to two. That's two weeks in a row, Tom got spanked.
1: That is. He's bad at this, people. Join our Discord.
0: When I spank him next week, you better believe that I am going to overcomplicate the
1: fuck out of the quiz I do next time.
2: (laughs) Please, Discord, save
1: us. (laughs) Join our Discord. Tell us to knock it off. Or say, hey, we really like it when you guys just do Dan's version of Trivia. Or Tom's version of trivia, or just stop doing trivia. We don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You, the people, have the power to make this stop. Is this technically
2: holding them hostage, you know, blackmail? Yes. Yeah. But it's it's the only way.
0: We're going to make the trivia more complicated every time. We're going to start using exponential
1: stuff and other mathematical terms you hate. And also, this is a reminder. In this election season, that if you don't participate in democracy, everybody suffers.
0: <laughs> this episode just became really relevant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we were going for on this uh, this road. Right. Uh, I mean, it, it's definitely relevant now, and that's the vibe we were going for. And um, I'm now depressed because I've just made us depressed. <laughs>
2: So, Josh, uh, just real quick before we get much further into this. So, you already told me and Dan this story, but uh, for the rest of our listeners, you uh, you might want to go into the story behind this episode's disclaimer.
0: Oh, I would love to. I would love to. And I did okay it with the uh, parties involved that I do say this story on the podcast. So, um... I get a call Saturday night. Um, I'm driving to my hotel room, and it's my mother. She was with my dad, and they had a a fire going. So I thought that was fun and ironic. And she is very distraught. Like, she needs to tell me something, but she doesn't want to. So I was just like, okay, Mom, what's going on? She's like, Josh, I need to tell you something. And I'm like, okay, Mom, what? It's like... I didn't like your latest episode. She was referencing the selection section four episode. And I was taken aback. I was just like, why would she hate that episode? I mean, that's one of our more popular types of episodes. We've had a lot of downloads this week. People tend to say they like it, right? So I'm thinking to myself, what did we do wrong that caused my mother of all people to say she didn't like it? She's like, I could only listen to 30 minutes of it before I had to stop. I even took it over to your dad and he listened to 5 minutes and he said it sucked. And Then I hear my dad in the background going like it sucked. And I'm just like I was almost hurt that my mom cuz she loved our other episodes, but she didn't like that one. I was like, "Oh, well that sucks." She's like, "Well what was wrong with it?" was like, "Well, it was dry and I hated how you guys sounded drunk." I'm like, "Sounded drunk? It was like a red flag." I was just like, "Well, it's the episode about like it's not an actual episode in the thing. Uh, in our journey, we're trying to pick the next movie. It's like, I know, but I just hated that. And then the way you guys were talking, like you were drunk. I just, I hated that. It's like, I don't like, and I'm just like, wait a minute, mom, are you playing this on the slow, like half speed setting? She's like, no, Josh, why would I do that? I didn't touch the playback settings. So I'm like, would you go check? And she's like, okay, I'll call you back. And I'm like, no, 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 stay on the line. You could check your podcast app with me on the phone. And then she keeps going on about how she just tried to listen to it. And you can tell she's changed it to speaker. And she's like trying to listen to it. And then suddenly all silence for like, it felt like half an hour, but it was like five seconds. And then my dad bursts out laughing. And I hear him off in the distance saying, it was playing at half speed. So I listened.
1: <laughs> Never. she just did make me laugh. Yeah. But that's just not, that. like, I laughed
0: my ass off when she told me that. Because I got to give my mom credit. Two major things stick out for me on this one. is One, she suffered through half an hour, which I later find out was closer to 45 minutes. And then I later find out it was probably closer to an hour. She suffered through that at half speed because, uh, you know, it was her son's podcast. If you want to, go listen to it again at half speed. But I'm going to add a couple clips here that uh, Tom's going to add later in post of the Selection Section 4 episode, specifically the intro at half speed. All
1: right, I'll... Uh, well, since I got snippy and pissy with Josh earlier, I'll stroke him for a little bit, okay? I'll do it. I'll do it. You're welcome. It's the least I could... It's the least... It's the least I could do for being an ass.
0: So. <laughs> I love you, Dan. I know you
1: do. Hello,
0: bots and listeners. Yeah, so she listened to almost like an hour's worth of this at half speed. And then she was brave enough to actually tell me about that. That she didn't like it. Now, granted, my dad, I expected that out of him. If he didn't like something, he's going to be like, yeah, it sucked. I didn't like it. Normally, he likes our episodes, which, you know... I'm very happy about, but man, he just out the gate. It sucked. (laughs) It's
1: so funny.
2: I just also want to point out, I already said this to you, Josh. It's one thing if it was just your mom who was listening and didn't pick up that it was on half speed. Your dad also was listening and did not pick up that it was at half speed. Both parties are at fault on this one i just want to point out in case he gives your mom any kind of like "Eh, look at you you don't even know how to operate youtube no you don't even know how to operate a podcast app Well, to be
0: fair they do a really good job of slowing the thing down but uh i just thought that entire thing was hilarious and i could not stop laughing about it yeah it's old people and electronics mom i love you dad i love you too Yeah, you're the best. We really mean it. And they are our value to listeners from the great state of Oklahoma. The state of Oklahoma. Oklahoma. (laughs) So, anywho, Tom, would you play the music?
2: All right, people. All right, all right, we've got a situation, and we need to situate it. Welcome back to another crisis-averting episode of The Fire Pit. I am, as always, your interspersal host, editor, and spin doctor Tom. Now listen, we don't have much time before the press drops this, so we have to act fast. Now, obviously, this is an electioneer, and some companies are wary of any scandals, especially ones involving Dingles and Uranus. So there aren't going to be any ads this week, not even from Rob's Custom PCs, who made this fantastic rig that I'm managing this campaign, from As I Speak, Facebook link found in the past episodes, but no, but for those businesses that want to stand by a candidate, nay, a podcast that will make sure that the word gets out about their products or events or any potential registered voters, to make sure we hear what they have to say, we need to be sure that they get in touch with us at curtaincallentertainmentinc at gmail.com curtain call entertainment inc at gmail.com now it's critical that fire pit is in the subject line as well as whether the email is about an ad recommendation question idea for a route or anything like that and then they need to let us know what's going on and then we'll read it and, and now this is the critical part people we never respond plausible deniability it's the only way we'll get through this But that email again is curtaincallentertainmentinc at gmail.com. Capital C, capital C, capital E, capital I, at gmail.com. Now, now I need you to get me on a plane to another plane in an hour, then back to the same plane in another hour, because these frequent flyer miles are set to expire any day now, and I can't let them go to waste. But thank you again for listening. And as always, good luck. All right, where's that plane ticket? God damn it. And now to check on the team to see how they're enjoying their movie. What's the difference between Hollywood and Washington?
0: Uh, Washington has a bigger budget. Correct. (laughs) It should be noted we're about a
2: half hour into this film. It has been practically dead silent between the three of us. Yeah. So what are you eating there, Nigel? So we can hopefully get this
0: audible adventure. Gummy bears. Gummy bears.
2: Crunching, crinkling, and snapping everywhere. Providing ADR while we're on the air. That is a gummy bears. (laughs) Incidentally, that whole don't change horses midstream that was Abraham Lincoln's re-election campaign slogan.
0: Fun fact. I wish I had a job that was like, I need to be at this location in an hour. Make it happen. Yeah,
2: but that's also the same kind of job that will say you need to be there in an hour
0: at four in the morning. Oh, yeah, I agree. It would suck. But sometimes I wish I was that level of
1: important. I'm not.
2: 17%. He's guaranteed to win. Jesus
1: God. Yeah, wow, they said the same thing about Hillary Clinton four years ago. I don't think she had that big of a lead, though. They were pretty much predicting a landslide. Yeah, Hillary had a five percent, but uh, yeah, yeah, Dad's not wrong.
0: No, no, I d- don't
1: disagree. I still remember they were doing their presidential predictions a couple days before the election, and someone was like, "Hillary Clinton," and it'll be over by six p.m. Mm. Yeah, that aged well. Dad, what are those up with those phones that they have on them that they're holding? Oh, uh, those were early cell phones. They're like the size of their heads. Yeah, they had antennas and everything. The screen looks too small. Those aren't cell phones. Honestly, guys, what we should really be amazed with is the fact that they've been using them all day and the battery is still good. This is just as magical as that goddamn computer and explorers that ran without a battery. (laughs) That's America in a nutshell. I hate the way things are. I hate who's in charge. Then vote. I don't like to vote. It's a waste of time. The rooms are too small. Yeah. (laughs) I voted for a guy, and he lost, so I
0: stopped voting. How old was she supposed to be? That's a very good question, Josh. Because they never said yet. <laughs> they say Firefly
2: Girl, So, and they mentioned vests and such, and she did not look that old in that picture, so...
1: Hmm. Rich is, again, very eerie, even though Monica Lewinsky was, like, 22, I think. She was 22, he was 49. Yeah, so it's still like, I. she's legal, but it's still, uh, no.
2: I love that this is one thing that's really holding up to us. Not the fact that they're getting a Hollywood producer to fake awards. Like, that CG would never happen
0: like that. That's the most unrealistic thing about this movie. I know.
1: <laughs> a little bit of trivia. The reason why Willie Nelson's not singing this song, even though he was shown to be writing it is because willie nelson yes he does have a few hits to his name as a singer but he's actually more well known in the music circles as a songwriter oh no shit yeah he's written a lot of songs that are hits with other people and i just hit my microphone with my hand on accident so if you guys heard that i'm sorry
2: i forgot how much ann hesh was actually in this film she's freaking brilliant
0: i mean shit look at the money they have behind their election campaigns can you imagine the amount of money they have for cover-ups
2: Oh my god, They, you know they have a war chest just for cover-ups.
0: Yeah. Alright, who did the president diddle this week? How uh, old is she? Alright, get the big one in the back. <laughs> and please tell me it's just the one this time. Wait, what? It oh, it's a he? He's how old? Oh, good. Alright, the sliding door in the far back. Get the big one. <laughs> the big, big one. Sir, I, I can't lift this. Well, just get somebody else.
1: Oh, the things you could get away with before the internet. Boy, I hope she doesn't get popular. <laughs> it looks like the chick from Spider Man. Our spy satellite show no secret terrorist training camps
2: in the Albanian hinterland. are spending a quarter trillion dollars a year on the defensive What good are they? to show nothing. There's
1: no threat. What good are you? Go to war to preserve your way of life? Chuck. Sure. What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch, they do this today. Oh right? God. Deflect. Deflect. Oh, Deflect. A, basically, the fact checkers just got blocked and fake news prevailed. <laughs> I'm sad now. When the liar was believed to be speaking the truth. In front of the man who knew the truth. He even shook his hand afterwards. <laughs> and this so- ladies and gentlemen, and where the movie became a black comedy. Oh God. oh God! Oh my God! Yeah, oh, that hurts. Yeah, that physically hurts. Oh I'm... my God! I'm watching the last four presidential <laughs> administrations <laughs> in action in one movie, alright sir? Now raise the Bible so we can get a
0: picture. Oh!
2: Nine
1: Eleven! I think I know why I didn't appreciate this movie when I saw it twenty years ago. Why is that, Nigel? Because uh, I hadn't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> you you watched it. Yeah, you hadn't had wa- seen yeah, I it. watched you it. You
0: watched uh, watched it unfold in real time.
1: Well, I mean, at the time I just thought it was fiction. <laughs> I didn't know it was a goddamn documentary.
0: Support your troops. <laughs>
1: This movie's a goddamn prophecy. Holy shit, it's a how-to guide.
0: That woman is tall. We're about to make a convict, a war hero. It's okay, we made one a president.
1: What did he do? Oh, God! (laughs) What did you do? Maybe it's nothing bad. He raped a nun? (laughs) No. Oh! Oh, no! 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 No. (laughs) This movie's too real! Good lord! God. Oh God, this is this movie was this described on this movie's described on IMDb as a black comedy, and I'm like, I don't remember it being that black of a comedy. Yeah, Dan, you're an idiot. Twenty years ago, you had no clue. You had no clue what was in this store. Is that funny says seventh grade Josh. God damn prophecy
2: television ruined the electoral process. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Oh, Hold on to your butts.
1: Boy, you guys are in for a treat in the next 20 years. Let me tell you a little story about a thing called Facebook.
2: It's <laughs> so, so oh. slimy. I feel I'm just dirty I'm watching getting,
1: this film. Uh, I feel like I'm watching a snuff film. I'm just getting more and more uncomfortable as it unfolds. Yeah, it's like after you get done
0: with a FAP session and you're like, what the fuck did I just get off to?
1: Um, Edit that
0: out. <laughs> no no tom tom leave it in because dan just talked about a snuff film i'm just talking about shameful porn is which that- one's worse oh i did noted that i'm not responding to that question dan no. admits to watching snuff
1: films can uh a- is that who you want in office can a podcast jump the shark at 28 episodes asking for a friend
2: <laughs> yes know the difference between a farce and reality? A farce has to make sense. (laughs) And now, back to the episode.
0: I need a hug. (laughs) Such a feel-good film, right, guys? Well, basically, um, the movie was us, the audience, getting bent over. It wasn't even like a comfortable couch. It was like a rusty sawhorse and then just getting it shoved directly up our asshole for about an hour and a half.
1: Seriously, why do I sit back down in the middle of these sentences? (laughs) (laughs) I've never felt the need to wash my hands after a movie, but I do really need to go wash my hands. I need to take a shower. Yeah, I need to sit in the shower fully clothed and have a good cry. I imagine that
0: that tear session... Only gets worse as the years progress. Like, I imagine the guys in ninety-seven were like, "That was a pretty good film." The guys in ninety-eight was like, "That was a pretty relevant film." The guys in two thousand and ten were all like, "Yeah, that was scary." The guys this year are just <laughs> actually no. This year I am
1: just I am numb. I am numb. I am like, no, none of this shocks me anymore. <laughs>
0: okay, so that was the guys from like two thousand sixteen. When-
1: yeah, yeah, two thousand sixteen would be like, wow, this is weird. Or this just is like, still relevant today. Guys now are just like... <sighs> okay, so summary of this movie. The movie starts with Robert De Niro's character being... or he I don't know if he's being led or if he's leading a team or a small group of people into a, a room in the White House. Uh, they tell other people to leave. It's revealed that this is the president's um, press team. Anne Heche's character reveals to the rest of the team that the president probably most definitely absolutely boinked a not Girl Scout. They're called Firefly Girls in this movie. So and they know the scandal is about to blow up. So they want to try to get ahead of it and spin it because it's only 11 days before the election. So they need to keep it on the down low so that the president can get reelected. They hire Dustin Hoffman's character, uh, who's a Hollywood film producer, who's never won an Oscar. It comes up a couple of times in the movie. They ask him to basically create a fake war So that it leads the American people away from the sex scandal, which is now on the national media and into this war. So they create a war with Albania and they shoot a couple of different like commercials or vignettes about the war and they keep adding to the story. They have this like little girl running through a blue screen, but then they superimpose a village onto it and then a cat and then they make it all sound really tragic. They have not Willie Nelson, played by Willie Nelson, write several patriotic songs about how great it is to live in America and how the American way is the best way. And the war ends because the CIA basically tells them they know there's no war, but they fake the CIA out, or at least they make them stand down a little bit. But then the, the president's rival says that he's spoken to Albanian leaders and spoken to other people in Albania and said that there's no war. So then they come up with um, another character for this war who's a uh, – he was an army sergeant that was accidentally left behind. They're trying to bring him home, and they have, I think his name was Schumann. so they're calling him the Old Shoe. And Not Willie Nelson writes another song about the Old Shoe, and that takes off, and they go through that. But then Old Shoe turns out to be a convict who raped a nun – Nothing serious, I guess. If he has his meds, he doesn't get all rapey, but then the plane crashes while they're trying to bring him home, and he, of course, loses his meds. So while they're at a gas station trying to call to get a ride home, old rapey shoe decides to try to rape the farmer's daughter and the farmer blows him away with a shotgun so now he's a dead war hero so they try to spin that into another tragedy when it ends up working because the president gets re-elected but unfortunately dustin hoffman's character decides that he wants the credit for it because he sees it it's a masterpiece of a work that he did and he's upset that he's not getting the credit so he threatens to take the story public and he wants the credit for it and robert de niro Makes a couple of hand gestures to a secret service agent or some kind of big security guard guy, and they take Dustin Hoffman into a car where they drive him away, where I'm sure he's fine. And then the movie ends with the president being reelected. And then there's another war in Albania, but it's left to the audience discretion if that's the actual war or if it's another spin job. So. Um, the movie was a delightfully happy movie, and I'm glad Dustin Hoffman gets to retire in peace. Did did they actually say that the uh, president
0: got reelected? Because I couldn't see through the tears and or hear <laughs> through the sobbing.
1: At the, the end of the movie, yeah, they mentioned the president has been reelected, and the, his first order of business is to finish the war in Afghan or not Afghanistan. That was the real life. <laughs> that was the, that was real life. You know, <laughs> the first order of business was to finish the war in Albania. Also, I
2: did look it up while you we were giving the summary. Uh, the firefight girls were a um, fictional equivalent of the Girl Scouts. So, yeah, not only was it a uh, sex scandal, it was a
0: sex scandal with an underage girl. It's hmm. a teenager once during the film, so... That
1: doesn't make it better, Josh. It it no, 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 I'm not saying that, because like,
0: you got to keep in mind, out of the range of teenagers... Mm -hmm. There is literally one that is legal to have sex with. And considering this is the Girl Scouts,
2: I'm pretty sure this wasn't one of those.
0: Yes. (laughs) So you would have to fake a war to hide a pedo in the White House.
1: Well, it's starting to bleed into reality again. So
0: yeah, let's get on to our final thoughts. So I'm going to go ahead and um, respectfully give you the podium, Tom.
2: You know what? Um... I'm just going to focus on the technical. I'll let you guys discuss the uh, parallels in this story and in the world around us. I did love the writing and the directing on this film. Everything was so solidly put together, even the more outlandish aspects such as the plane crashing and the farmer's daughter. Every action led into another action. There were responses. As farcical, air quotes farcical, as this film was, it it had a logic in the world of this film. David Mehmet, as I noted before, his specialty were crime films or films where the protagonists are criminals and very dialogue-heavy films like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. He definitely flexed his muscles in this. The dialogue felt natural, it had a purpose. It led into everything. Some of the lines that they said were just so mimetic. Like, of course there's a war. I'm watching it on TV. That speech that De Niro gave to the CIA agents. Let's not kid ourselves. We've heard that speech many times before. And the directing style, I especially noted it in the beginning, where in Hoffman's character, he was the When he was kind of in charge of orchestrating things, it would have kind of unsteady cam, whip zooms, almost a documentary style. But for De Niro's character, it was very steady shot, not a lot of motions like he was very focused. He was in complete control. Very well done on the directing. And props to Willie Nelson. Some of the songs that he came up with for this, it's a shame they weren't on the soundtrack. That old shoe song, that's, that's a bop. I'd listen to that constantly. So good. So good. It's so sad that an actual political scandal had to happen for people to really notice this film and pay attention to it. Otherwise, it probably, unfortunately, would have just been a film no one ever heard of. Now, Josh, what about you? What What are your thoughts on this one, Josh?
0: I have a feeling that my thoughts are going to be probably shorter than they have been in the past. But As a film, it was good. I felt like it kind of went a little off the rails near the end with the whole plane crash. Overall, it was good. I really liked the characters. I really liked how it was paced. I thought the dialogue was fantastic. That one scene where Robert De Niro was basically talking to William H Macy's character it was convincing the guy who knows for a fact that the war doesn't happening that there is a war and he needs to shut up so it's just like the dialogue was good the execution was really good yeah it's like you guys said it's prophetic to the point where it's just scary you you look at the news over the past 20 years ish and you see these kind of patterns this is like was I no could I have been no did no but it's scary. Are we being deceived? Are we not? That's a whole other podcast. But overall, I did really enjoy it. It's a good movie. I'd have to say I'd give it a probably a high B. Mid to
1: high B. Probably a mid B. Solid B. Solid B. Nigel? Well, um, I'm going to parody what I said in my expectations of the film. This movie is timeless for all of the wrong reasons and all of the right reasons. It's actually gotten more relevant the further we've gotten away from the movie. It's just eerie that the movie came out 1 month or 2 months before the Monica Lewinsky scandal. And then pretty much ever since that scandal, like there's been one major rocking scandal for a president after another. and I'm not saying they didn't have scandals before but I'm too young to remember like Iran Contra which was Reagan's big scandal I wasn't alive for the Iranian hostages which was Jimmy Carter's big scandal and the fuel crisis and so I don't remember those, but it feels like it's been one rocked scandal with a president after another and they seem to escalate they, they, they like they seem to unintentionally want to one-up each other and that's kind of scary and this, this movie, and I don't want to bleed too much into reality because this isn't a political podcast and I don't want to alienate any of our listeners, but it does kind of make you wonder all of these different conflicts that all the different presidents have had over the year, both Republican and Democrat, does kind of make you wonder, huh, how much of this was legit and how much of this was spin? And it does kind of make you think that, you know, how easily we're duped. You you said that, great, Josh. That's a tangent for a different type of podcast. This is a movie podcast, so I'm going to go on just a movie, and I thought this movie was fantastic. This was a wonderful watch. It's definitely a black comedy. It's definitely going to depress you, but it's a good film. Every actor in this movie just gave it their all and had a amazing performance. Even, like, Willie Nelson was just, like, kind of a scene stealer in the scenes that he was in, where he's just coming up with these songs on the fly for all the shit they're getting into. I love the fact that Hoffman and De Niro's characters were basically playing Xanato Speed Chess throughout the entire movie because each and every one of their plans was like backfiring horribly and they had to come up with rapid improvisation to fix it. And they kept fixing it. These two guys, and I said it in my expectations, in this movie, this whole entire film, are literally tripping and falling in shit at every step. And they keep coming out smelling like a rose effect. They keep coming out smelling better than the roses they were before they tripped into the last pile of shit. And that was kind of amazing to see. Like when, um, uh, Schumann gets killed and like, Oh, we killed Schumann. And you're like, Hey, what's better than a wounded war hero? Yeah. Dead one. You know, it's like, Oh my God. <laughs> you know, it's like you literally watched two stiltskins spin straw into gold the entire film there, there's a
0: reason they're called spend doctors yeah i know. requires a phd <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And it was kind of amazing and, and amazing and like i said a sad prophetic kind of way we made a lot of jokes while watching this movie that this movie was a prophecy this movie's a documentary this movie was like ahead of its time and all of those are true and, but it was a great movie great 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 film i'm genuinely shocked that Dustin Hoffman actually didn't get the Oscar for this film because my God, he was great in it. I know he got nominated. I think we mentioned in the rundown, he got nominated, but Mm -hmm. I'm genuinely shocked. He didn't win.
0: Um, Jack Nicholson did for as good as it gets.
1: Okay. Well, that's a good movie too. And that was a great performance. So I'm, I can't hate on that. That's not as head scratching as Shakespeare in love beating saving private Ryan. That, that one, -hmm. this
0: was also the same Academy award that
1: Titanic swept
0: everything away.
1: That, that's still not head-scratching. Like, Titanic, maybe not my cup of tea of a movie, mm-hmm. but it was a big hit, and I've seen Titanic a few times. The performances are pretty good. So, anyway, as I was saying, this movie was great. I can't say enough good about it. Me, of 20 years ago, did not appreciate this film the way I appreciate it now. And maybe it's because when I was that age, I didn't follow politics as closely as I do now, and I didn't follow, quote-unquote, the news like I follow it now. But oh, yeah, this movie was good. Yeah, this movie mm-hmm. was really good.
2: Yeah, I I remember watching it when the Clinton Monica Lewinsky scandal was going on. It's like wow, this this film is so so relevant that I didn't. But I never thought twenty years later I would be watching it again and going, man, this film is so relevant. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And and it could, honestly like I kind of liked. I think we mentioned one of us mentioned it during the watching that we're kind of glad they didn't show the president. Because they didn't make him a parody of any current or former yeah. president. They definitely so,
0: gave him a very generic voice and they never showed his face.
1: I really liked that because it doesn't quote-unquote age the movie. And it doesn't make it like you can't say that, oh, well, this movie is just a parody of Bill Clinton. Or it's a parody of Barack Obama. Or this movie's a parody of Donald Trump. And now this kind of does make you think like every time there's a major scandal, something else comes along to divert our attention away from the scandal. And it does make you wonder like, is this movie maybe bordering on nonfiction. It, that's good. Those, those are the greatest movies. So that's why I enjoyed it. <laughs> Speaking of which, we
2: need to break one more time for an ad, guys. This is really fun. I honestly can't wait to hear these when the episodes go live. This is so, going to be so good.
1: Tom is bad for America. How many times has Tom been openly vocal about disliking a good movie? He hates almost everything, including what you value most. It doesn't add up. How can he be your voice when he disagrees with you every time? Is that who you want to turn to in a time of crisis? A leader who will pick the wrong choice? Josh will Josh is the leader you deserve. He will lead you in a time of crisis. Josh is better under tension today. Make the decision you agree with when you cast your vote. It's not what you need, it's what we need. I'm Josh,
0: and I approve this
1: message.
2: Ah, again, I can't wait to hear what that one turns out like, guys. I'm excited. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. But I think that's pretty good now, guys. I think that's the episode. Uh special shout out to Danielle, newest member and friend of the channel. She just joined our Discord and our Facebook page. We have a Facebook page. So thank you so much for listening. Welcome
0: to the fire pit. Um, I would like to give a fun shout out to my parents because, well, you know. And and I hope they enjoy this episode at normal speed, unless you want us to sound drunk.
1: (laughs) We love you, Josh's parents. And as always, special shout out to Peggy, the OG friend of the channel. Uh, Open invitation, please join the Discord. No one's voting for me in there. And um, if you don't, um, I'm probably going to break things. Bullshit. You were leading in the polls last I saw. Because I cried. You did, you did. I he, did currently cry. that
0: show of emotion swayed the voters.
1: Oh, well, you never know, man. Never. They, uh, women like a guy who can cry. So, uh, there we go. So yeah, Peggy, join us on the discord. I know you're busy, but join us, join the discussion and we hope to see you there. And then that does it for this episode of the fire pit. And as always, we'd like to thank you for listening. And as a reminder, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast, and you can always be alerted to new episodes every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, perfect for your commute to work Wednesday morning.
0: And if you'd like to interact with us and get me to stop complicating the quiz (laughs) and tell Tom that he's wrong, uh, we have a Discord, and the link is in the episode description, and also at firepit.podbean.com. We've got... So definitely join the Discord server, because we have some political signs for each of us in our election campaigns, as well as uh, random polls that are very relevant to everything. We'll be giving those poll results later on. We also have a Twitter. We're at FirePitCCE, so we'll be sending out tweets and the whatnots. So again, links will be in the description below. And as a
2: reminder, the FirePit email is always found in the interspersal section of our show. So drop us a line there and give us any feedback, destination suggestions, or anything else that happens to be on your mind, and we now have a Facebook, so you will also find that link in the description, where you can also join in that discussion and share and share and share alike. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Be sure to join us on the next stop on the Whistle Stop Trail as we make our next stop. And just where is that stop going to be, Nigel?
1: Oh, well, we are going on the road again with Willie Nelson as we take him into swing Vote where it will be Robin Hood who decides who becomes the next president. I'm sure it will be lovely.
0: Ah, the fate of the country in the hands of Jonathan Kent. Hopefully he makes better decisions in the election than he does in a tornado. I guess we'll find out, because that scene in Man of Steel sucked. (laughs) Until
1: next week, I've been Josh. I've been Tom. And I've been Dan. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. This has been a production of Curtain Call Entertainment. LLC.
2: Good luck out there. Yeah. So, now I I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Okay. My neck, my back, my asshole and my crack. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Can we mute him, please? I've been trying this entire podcast.